Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church, Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Hi, good evening. Welcome to a beautiful uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Tonight, we are on to episode number 98. Episode number 98. We are racing to the 100. I can see, uh, I think we'll be there next week. I'm really thinking how we're going to celebrate the 100th um, episode. But for tonight, uh, I want to share something with us. I want to uh, capture my contemplation under the title, The Goodness of God Thrives Under Pressure. The goodness of God thrives under pressure. We, we have been studying the goodness of God, the concept of the character of God, the God we serve. The Bible says those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploit. The, the amount of exploit that the church, the, the people of God can do is directly proportional to how much we know God. And, and our, our effort, our purpose is to help pour out understanding and revelation concerning the character of the good God we serve. Uh, our God is absolutely good and we are, we are glad that he loves us, he cares about us, and we want to just know him and, and learn how he um, responds in different situations and know how to work with him. Because when you know somebody, you know how to align with the person, how to work with the person. All right, tonight we want to uh, study pressure. How the goodness of God, you know, behaves under pressure. Let's go to the Bible. James chapter 1. Pressure is a part of life. We are all going to face pressure. At different times, at different instances we all each one of us will face pressure pressure will come when we are expecting it when we are not expecting it so it's important that we understand what pressure is how to respond to it and and you know all the things that we the spirit of god will want to show us tonight so i want you to stay with me let's go to james chapter 1 the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy. We talked about, you know, joy yesterday. Um, we, are, we are supposed to respond to opposition, to pressure with joy. Here, the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So, so if I replace the word trial with pressure, 
Count it all joy when you fall into various pressures. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Full stop. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When a person is in a state where they are lacking nothing, they are not lacking health, they are not lacking wealth, they are not lacking happiness, they are not lacking anything. That, that's, this person is living in a place of the goodness of God at premium levels. <laughs> the goodness of God at premium levels. They are lacking nothing. They are lacking nothing regarding their health. They are sound in health. Their body is functioning in a hundred percent, hundred percent functioning. They are not lacking in wealth or provision. They have everything that money can buy and afford that they need. They, they, you know, they 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 not they're not struggling financially. They are. Their relationships are, you know, wonderful. Their life surrounded by supportive relationships, loving relationships. Um, um, people who make things happen for them are all over the place around them. Now, the Bible says there is a place where a person lacks nothing. How do we arrive at this place? How do we get there where a person lacks nothing? Look at what the Bible says. It says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So, and it starts... In verse 2, where he says, Count it all joy when you fall into trials, various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The so trials come to test your faith. Trials come to test your faith. Your faith in what? Your faith in the goodness of God. Every time you see in the Bible, God speaks of faith. It's faith in the goodness of God. All faith is faith in the goodness of God. Faith that, you know, you'll be healed is faith in the goodness of God to provide and produce healing for your body. Faith for provision is the good. So all faith is faith in the goodness of God. Do you believe that God is absolutely good, that God will make a way, that God will come through, that God will meet this need, that God will solve this problem, that, you know, is the goodness of God. All miracles that you see recorded in the Bible in response to people's needs and prayers is the goodness of God manifested. Miracles are nothing but the goodness of God manifested. So, the Bible says there, it says, the testing of your faith. So, trials, pressure come to test your faith in the goodness of God. What does it mean to test your faith? Do you really believe that God is good towards you? That's what pressure comes to do. Do you really believe that God is good towards you? Do you really believe that, that God will you know, come through for you in this situation? Do you believe that, that, that God is good to you? That God will you know, come through? That God will deliver you? That God will make a way? That God will you know, come to your rescue? Do you believe it? Do you believe in the goodness of God? towards you. That's what pressure does. Pressure 
brings a testing of your faith in the goodness of God. So if you believe in the goodness of God, that God is good and that God is going to come through for you, you'll be able to manage that pressure. You'll be able to handle that pressure well. And when you handle that pressure well, the Bible says it will produce patience. It will produce patience. Patience is the product of of a person's faith tested in the faith in the goodness of God tested. So when you have faith in the goodness of God, it will produce patience. It will produce patience. And he says, let patience have its perfect work. So when patience matures in you, it will make you perfect and complete and lacking nothing. So the 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 maturity of patience will produce the manifestation of the goodness of God in every area. Ah, this is so powerful. So, it says, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Hence, this is why it says in verse 2, count it all joy. Respond to pressure with joy. We dealt with that yesterday. Respond with pr- to pressure with joy. Don't let pressure suggest to you that you're about to die. Don't let pressure suggest to you that you're about to you know, lose it all, that everything is going to go south. No. Respond to pressure knowing that pressure is going to produce an upward movement. Pressure is going to produce the manifestation of the goodness of God. This is what the scripture is confirming. So, when we are under pressure, what it is, is the goodness of God in process. Pressure is nothing but the goodness of God in process to manifest in your life. Now, if you understand that, you'll be able to manage that pressure and then you will have the blessing. If you don't understand that, you will mess up in the pressure. And what will happen is your faith in the goodness of God will fail. And then you will resort to the flesh. So in every pressure situation, it's either you respond to the spirit or you respond to the flesh. When your faith in the goodness of God holds up, what happens under pressure is that your reliance will automatically switch to the power of the Spirit of God to manifest His goodness. If your faith in the goodness of God fails, you will resort to your flesh to produce a response to the pressure. Hmm. I'm going to give you examples. So, when my faith in the goodness of God holds up, in other words, I trust that the goodness of God will come through. I will lean on on God and his help will come through for me. But when I don't trust his goodness, I will resort to my flesh to find a way to deal with the pressure. So question is, how are you dealing with the pressure? Now this can be any kind of pressure. It can be pressure to sin. It can be pressure, I mean, any kind of pressure. 
can be you know it can be pressure in in regarding finances or you know re, regarding uh, um, whatever the the point is would you rely on the spirit of god and let the goodness of god manifest because if you believe that god is good to you and you your faith in that simple truth that god is good to me and he's going to come through and i hold up my faith he will come through he will come through i want to give you examples and then the point will get home let me give you examples hmm. david uh in second samuel chapter 11 uh from verse 1 the bible tells us the story of a time when kings go to war and david failed to go to war when you know kings are supposed to go to war uh i don't know what happened to him maybe you know he had become too successful that he began to gloat in his own success and his own glory and you got to be careful about that and and he failed to go to war when kings go to war and he stayed at home and he found a naked woman bathing and he he got carried away by lust ended up committing adultery with that woman what happened to david right here he was put under pressure he was put under pressure his his flesh was stirred up when he sighted a naked woman now he inquired who is that woman and they told him that is the wife of uriah uriah was one of his trusted men at this point there are two things that david could do david could rely on the goodness of god and 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 exercise his faith in the goodness of god to provide for his sexual need he was a married man and go with you know with with the provision that god has made or he was going to give into his flesh and go with the desires of the flesh we all know that he chose he made the wrong choice he went with his flesh and committed adultery that adultery produced the pregnancy and then he tried to cover the pregnancy he had to commit murder and you know we know all the things that happened so this was a man put under pressure and he failed because he couldn't believe god that his goodness could help him deal with that situation he couldn't trust god to make a way for him the bible tells us that with every pressure or with every temptation god makes a way of escape every temptation god makes a way of escape first Corinthians chapter 10, I think verse 13. Every temptation, God makes a way of escape. If we trust his goodness, he will show us the way of escape and we'll take the way of escape and escape. But if we, if we don't trust his goodness, we will rely on our flesh and we'll fall for the temptation. This is the truth. Let me give you another example. Joseph was put under pressure. In Genesis chapter 39, Joseph begins to do well in in uh, um, Mrs. Potiphar's house, or in Potiphar, Mr. Potiphar's house, Mrs. Potiphar began to pester Joseph for a sexual rendezvous. Joseph resisted it. Joseph said no. 
Joseph said, oh, the woman tried. Joseph said no. Now, while this pressure was on, I, I want to show you something in Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. How am I doing with time? Genesis 39. Okay. Let, let's Look at, look at verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and said, and she said, lie with me. Verse 8. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. In other words, my master trusts me. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Ooh. Why? This is Joseph's reason for saying no. I'm not going to go with that pressure. I cannot commit this wickedness. In other words, my eyes, oh please hear this, my eyes are locked in on the goodness of God. I am connected with the goodness of God. I can't do this wickedness. I can't participate in this wickedness. No, I am locked in on the goodness of God. And I'm supposed to birth the goodness of God, not wickedness. This is, this is Joseph's key. Joseph said, I am not going to connect with this pressure. And, and submit to the flesh and commit this wickedness. Why? Because I am locked in on the goodness of God. That's what Joseph said. Look, 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 look with me in chapter 39. Go, go up in verse 2. Chapter, chapter 39, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, that and that he the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Can you see what is going on here? Joseph had locked in on the goodness of God. Joseph that God was good to him, and he locked in on the goodness of God, and the goodness of God was flowing out from Joseph into his word. In, in, in this case, his word was Potiphar's house and Potiphar's businesses. So Joseph locked in on the goodness of God and his faith in the goodness of God was causing things to work. The Bible said even Potiphar saw that Joseph, uh, in, in, that God was with Joseph, that everything Joseph touched prospered. He, in other words, Potiphar saw the flow of the goodness of God in Joseph's life. And the Bible says, and, and verse 4, and, and so Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. So it was from that time, from the time that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in, in the field. Can you see what I'm saying? The blessing of God, the goodness of God was manifesting because Joseph's faith was in the goodness of God. So, and, and, and because Joseph locked in on the goodness of God, 
the goodness of God was manifesting everywhere. So when Mrs. Potiphar came with this proposal, indecent proposal, for a sexual rendezvous with Joseph, Joseph says, I cannot. Why? My faith is locked in the goodness of God. I cannot birth wickedness. That's what Joseph called it. Joseph called it wickedness. In, in other words, he, he didn't just see it as a sexual escapade. He didn't just see it as a one-night stand. He saw it as wickedness. He saw it as wickedness. And as far as he's concerned, it's inconsistent with the formula that he's been working. There's been a relationship with him. The Bible says, for the Lord was with Joseph and caused him to prosper in all that he was doing. So he saw, he saw sexual immorality as wickedness. And my heart is locked in on the goodness of God. My heart is locked in on the goodness of God. I can't do this. Can, can I tell you something? Every time you're under pressure, every time, when there's a pressure to sin, pressure, you know, in any area there's pressure. This is what is happening. The, you, are, you are being tested. Are you going to believe and lock in on the goodness of God and stay with it? Or you're going to give in to your flesh? <laughs> Our first parents, Adam and Eve, were put under pressure. And guess what they did? They doubted the goodness of God. They, they, they removed their faith in the goodness of God and believed the lie of the enemy. And they fell. They, they buckled under that pressure. Joseph, in his own case, Joseph passed the test. David King David failed the test. Joseph passed the test. I pray for you today that you will pass that test. If you have failed previous test, tonight is your opportunity to repent, stand up and say, Lord, I will not participate to birth wickedness. If you do not see that connecting with sin, it's wickedness. See it today. I will not participate to birth wickedness anymore. I will not participate. Uh, give me grace <laughs> to manifest your goodness. In Joseph's case, do you see what happened? When he said no to Mrs. Potiphar long enough, Mrs. Potiphar came up with a plan. The one day, all the men in the compound, in the household, had gone somewhere to work. Only Joseph was left at home. Mrs. Potiphar comes again and says, we are alone in the house. Let's go and do it. And Joseph said, no, we can't. And Mrs. Potiphar, you know, put pressure before you know it, Miss Potiphar grabbed Joseph and Joseph escaped. But in escaping, he, he left his coat in the hands of Mrs. Potiphar because he, she, she grabbed him and he you know, pulled away and his coat was left in the hands of Mrs. Potiphar. And then as he ran away, Mrs. Potiphar framed him. Mrs. Potiphar said, rape, 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 rape. And it was her word against Joseph. When Potiphar came back, he, she lied against Joseph and said, he, he came to rape me. And Joseph said, I never did any such thing. But this is the madam of the house. This is a slave. Who, who, who will the man believe? The man sent Joseph to jail. But do you know that? Yes, Joseph ended up in jail. And it was unfair. It was, it was injustice. But because of Joseph's faith in the goodness of God, he eventually went from jail to the palace. He went from jail to become the prime minister of Egypt. 
In other words, the goodness of God still manifested for him. It took a while, but it came through eventually. Because pressure causes the, the goodness of God thrives under pressure. So, so when you are under pressure, if you don't give in to the flesh, please understand what I'm teaching tonight. If you don't give in to the flesh and you lean on God, you will see the goodness of God manifest. The Bible says in the book of James, you, you will come to a place where you will be complete lacking nothing. You'll be complete lacking nothing. If your patience is tested and your patience works, you, you will come to a place where you'll be complete lacking. I don't know who you are. You may have been under pressure for a while. Pressure to compromise. Pressure to rely on the flesh and do things in the flesh. And you've been saying no, but you haven't seen any result. I'm here to encourage you tonight. I'm here to encourage you that the goodness of God thrives under pressure. It flourishes under pressure. It's going to manifest. The Bible says you, 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 you come to a place of completion lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. That's, a, that's an enviable place for a human being to be where they lack nothing. They don't lack money. They don't lack health. They don't lack wonderful relationships. My goodness. Where they don't lack anything. That's where God wants to bring every one of us. Hey, this is, like, like, like I said in the beginning, it is the goodness of God at premium. Premium goodness of God. When your life lacks nothing. Every, your, your, your life is so enviable. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. You've got love abundance. You've got money abundance. You've got health abundance. You know, it, all, over, all, all over you. All around you. But it comes by holding, locking in on the goodness of God. Je, let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. Jesus was under pressure. In the Garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> he was under intense pressure. The pressure was so much. That the Bible said. That he started sweating blood from his skin. That's the highest level of pressure. And. You know the pressure was so much. That he even prayed to the father. Say let this cup pass over me. Let, is, the, is, it not is it not possible. That I don't go through this. Is there another way. And then he. He did something remarkable. He said, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, I am going to trust you with my spirit. And I'm going to trust you to bring me out. That I'm going to go to hell, pay the price for sin for the whole of humanity. And I trust your goodness to manifest for me. Because resurrection from the dead was the highest manifestation of the goodness of God. So, so Jesus had to put his faith in the goodness of God that the Father will show him goodness and not allow him to rot in hell. So he believed in the goodness of God, locked in the same way that Joseph locked in his faith on the goodness of God and said, I will not do this thing. I will not submit to the flesh. I will not lean on the flesh. I'm going to trust the goodness of God. And, and, and as he did, Angels came to strengthen him in the, God, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. When we, when we refuse to submit to the flesh and we lock our faith in the goodness of God and trust him, he always sends help to encourage us. I'm telling you, so this is what happens. Let me bring it down to where 
where we are. You know, we face this pressure regularly. Pressure when you are being faithful to what God has called you to do. Pressure to, you know, engage fleshly means to do it. Pressure to submit to ungodly things. Are you going to say yes to pressure and go with ungodly things? Or are you going to say, stay, say no to that pressure and rely on the goodness of God and do what is right? Pressure <laughs> makes people unfaithful in relationship, in their, in their marriages. You know, pressure. Just like Joseph was under pressure. Pressure will make people commit a, a sexual immorality. Pressure. Pressure will make people steal money. Pressure will make people eat their tithes. <laughs> pressure. Pressure will make people, you know, resort to bitterness. Resort to, you know, uh, the, rot, the rot of man. The Bible says the rot of man does not walk the righteousness of God. Pressure will... I, I want to ask you a question. What are you allowing pressure to do to you? Are you going to walk in the spirit and, and stay with the word? And obey the word of God. Or are you going to, you know, cave into your flesh? You know, you know this thing that the devil says to you, um, it doesn't matter. God forgives us. It doesn't matter. Just do it. God forgives you. It's true that God forgives you. But don't forget this. Don't forget this. Sin is poisonous. You know, Bible says, he that sows to the flesh will out of the flesh reap corruption. There is, there is consequence for sin. Sin has a consequence. It's not from God. Sin in itself. Sin in itself has a consequence. It does. Every sin has, has you know, poison that it feeds you. It does, it does something to you. So, God is not the one punishing. I've said it before. We, God does not punish us for our sins. Our sin in itself punishes us. Because sin has consequences. So, so don't let the devil tell you that, no, it's okay, continue sinning. You know, it's okay, God will forgive you. No, sin is robbing you. Sin is doing something terrible to you. I've said it before. Sin causes your conscience to become seared that you're not hearing the voice of God. But you need the voice of God for progress. You need the voice of God for promotion. You need the voice of God for prosperity. So continuing to indulge in that flesh, you know, just kills your ability to hear what God is saying to move to the next level. I pray for you. I pray for myself. I pray for all of us that we will not allow our conscience to be seared, to be, to be uh, uh, insulated and, 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 and hardened. That we can hear what God is saying to us. Our, our progress is dependent on us picking up on the voice of God. If we are going to walk on water and, and successfully you know, move on water, it's because we heard come. But so if you don't hear come, you will not be able to move. So this is why it's so important that we don't allow our consciences to become seared by sin, by indulging in sin. Sin hardens our hearts. Flesh, fleshly indulgence does not allow for growth, does not allow for progress. It doesn't. It keeps on sabotaging. It keeps on sabotaging what God is trying to do for you. Let me explain it in another way. What you want is the manifestation of the goodness of God. That's what you want. That's what you want. You want the manifestation of the goodness of God regarding, you know, your finances, your career, regarding 
your relationship, regarding your health, you want the manifestation of the goodness of God. Good health is the manifestation of the goodness of God. Remember the man who was sick, I think in Mark chapter 5. And, and Jesus came and healed him. And he says, do not, do, not, do not go back to your sin. Lest a worse sickness, lest a worse thing you know, befall you. Meaning that that sickness that he was inside was as a result of sin. Am I saying that all sickness is a result of sin? No, not necessarily. But what I'm simply saying is that when we keep indulging in sin, we open our, ourselves to diseases. We open ourselves to all sorts of stuff. We open ourselves to things. And then, you know, we, 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 we say, you know, uh, uh, God, where is your goodness? No. Joseph understood it. I will not do this wickedness. I will not do this wickedness. I'm going to trust in the goodness of God. I'm going to hold on to the goodness of God. Can I tell you something? The, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, God is able to deliver us. We're not going to bow down to this image. We're not going to submit to the flesh. We're not going to you know, commit um, the sin of idolatry. Worshipping a, a, a graven image a, you know, is idolatry. We're not going to do it. And if you want to throw us into the fire, go ahead and throw us into the fire. But we're not going to do it. And they made up their mind. We, we're not going to submit to that sin. We, no, no, we're not going to do it. And they threw them into the fire. <laughs> they threw them into the fire. But you know, God came through for them in the fire. <laughs> God came through for them in the fire. They saw the goodness of God in the fire. I know sometimes we don't want to go to the fire... And we are, you know, we are praying to be ex ex exempted from the fire. But I want to say to you, sometimes we are thrown into the fire and God shows up in the fire. And that's what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God showed up in the fire for them. And the fire loosed their hands, loosed their feet. And eventually the king took them out. See the manifestation of goodness of God. When you read that story, they were promoted. They were promoted above the people at their level. They were taken to another level. New level of respect, new level of honor were, you know, um, bequeathed on them. Be that's what I'm saying. The goodness of God thrives. It flourishes under pressure. So if you're in any kind of pressure now, please understand what this pressure is about. It's either you allow yourself to go the way of the flesh and miss God and, you know, commit sin and wallow in sin, or you're going to say, I believe in the goodness of God. And I'm going to hold on to the goodness of God. I, I believe, <laughs> I have faith that God will meet this situation for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, compromise. I'm not going to submit to the flesh. I'm not going to indulge the flesh and satisfy the lust of the flesh. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Don't, don't, don't let the devil tell you that you cannot overcome sin. Don't let the devil tell you you cannot... You cannot, you know, obey the word. You cannot do... No, don't let the devil tell you that. You can obey the word. The Bible says we are not... Sin has no dominion over us. For we are not under the law. We are under grace. Because we are under grace, sin has no dominion over us. So when you allow the devil tell you that sin, sin has an upper hand, you, you are believing a lie. It's not true. You have... Bible says consider yourself dead to sin. Reckon yourself dead to sin. So any believer... 
If you have the life of God in your spirit, you can say no to sin. You can say no to the flesh. You can say no to pressure to compromise. I pray today for an empowerment of grace. And all you need to do is what Jesus did at Gethsemane. When his flesh was almost given in, what did he say? Lord, not my will, your will. He submitted to the will of God and, and drew help from God. And guess what? God sent him help. Because next, angels came to strengthen him. That's what the Bible said. Angels came to strengthen him. And he had the strength. And he got up. And the scene in Gethsemane ended. He got up after the angels strengthened him and went to face the challenge of the cross and came through. And he saw the goodness of God. I'm saying to you, your faith will not fail. <laughs> your faith will not fail. And if you've fallen before, dust yourself. Get up. Say, God, I put my faith in your goodness. I trust you to help me. I trust you to help me. I am not going to fall for this thing anymore. I will trust your goodness uh, that, that you have plans for me and you are going to... Listen, without faith, it's impossible to see the promises of God manifested in your life because without faith, it's impossible. So what God has promised you, if you're not going to believe him, you're not going to see it. You're going to believe in his goodness to manifest the promises that he made you. Let me say that again. You have to believe in his goodness to manifest the promises he has made you. Whatever promises he has made you, there is, there is performance waiting for you on the other side of, of this pressure you are in. There's a performance waiting for you on the other side of this pressure. So will you receive grace? Or I pray for somebody who is in the throes of pressure right now. Pressure to compromise. Pressure to give in. Pressure to yield to the flesh. I pray for you today. When, when you are under that pressure, yield to the spirit and say, God, help me. Lord, help me. You know, there's something that I was taught. And it's a, it's a principle that I apply. When pressure is much, that's why I don't walk alone. I, I, have, I have friends. I have people around me. When pressure is much, I reach out. Bible says two is better than one. I reach out and say to somebody, please pray with me. The pressure is much. Pray with me. Every Christian, you need to have people that you, you are, you know, in covenant with who can hold you accountable. Oh, I'm under pressure to submit to this sin. I'm under pressure to, you know, disobey an instruction that God has given to me. I'm under pressure to go back on my commitment. I made a commitment to God to do one, two, three. I'm under pressure to compromise on that. Why don't you take that pressure and confess it to somebody who, who you trust and say, I'm under pressure. Pray with me. I want to see the goodness of God. I'm not going to rely on my own intelligence. I'm not going to rely on my own strength. I, I need him to help me. And then you hold hands with somebody and pray and see God come through for you. Come on. And see God come true for you. If you can't trust God at the level where you are, where he's taking you to, <laughs> where he wants to take you to, if you can't believe him and trust him and hold on to him to manifest his goodness in whatever pressure you're facing now, where he's taking you to, yeah, you can't cope. You can't cope. So in the seasons where you are right now, you need to learn to trust him and see his goodness here. Because that's what prepares you. Do you know that you can't challenge Goliath if you haven't dealt with the lion and the bear? Stop praying 
for national prominence. Stop praying for national footprint on your business. Deal with the lion and the bear at the place where you are now. Deal with it now. My time is up. I hope you got it. The goodness of God thrives under pressure. Let what you are dealing with right now, let, let re, lean on God and say, Father, if, if you are struggling on your own, call somebody to hold hands with you. Find an accountability and say, hey, my flesh is, is screaming. My flesh wants to yield. And say no to the flesh. The flesh can continue. No, I'm not going to eat that money. No, I'm not going to fall for that sexual temptation. No, say no. And, and reach out and the Spirit of God will strengthen you so that you don't fall for that pressure. If he helped Jesus in Gethsemane, he will help you where you are now. I'm done. Good night. God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.